All righty, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. It has been a while. Actually, just a week, like normal. But it feels like it's been a while, right? I mean, it has been a while because we were, we were busy the past two weeks. Yep. We were exploring um, the Northwest, which I had an awesome time. Me too, me too. It was like a whole different universe out there. If you guys, was. If you guys are ever thinking about going west, either California. I, we didn't go to California. We went to Oregon and Washington. It's just gorgeous. The mountains, and it's amazing. Obviously, you're going to get rained on, so make sure you guys pack your raincoats. And... Even if you go in almost June, you're going to get snowed on too, so like remember that as well. Yeah, that was not fun, but that was a good experience for sure. It like makes you like rethink, like look at your life from like a different perspective. Like you're living a completely different life for two weeks, and you're like not worrying about school or work or anything. And it's like, okay, let me look back on my life, and it really helps you like clear your mind. And you come back, and you just get thrown right back into all the stuff you don't want to worry about. But... I love I love to worry about ASAP Finance because this is true. what it's all about. Because we're trying to trying to help everyone out there. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Hopefully, we can keep some more guests rolling. And the boom the boom interview was really good. That mm-hmm. was awesome. He's such a smart guy. It's awesome that you you've known him for a while now, right? A couple of years. Yeah, that's awesome. He's a cool guy. In Hawaii too. Yeah. We need to go to Hawaii. Yeah, we need to visit. <laughs> <laughs> that place is expensive though. With all the you gotta ship everything so far out. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, we literally get to Washington, and then the market just poops itself. Like, it literally drops, I think it's like 8 9% at its bottoms, and literally just, we're like hiking mountains, and we're just watching like crypto and, and like NASDAQ and Dow and everything just crash, and we're just like, ah, oh, crap, chose the wrong weeks to, to go on mm-hmm. a vacation, I guess. It was bad. And then two weeks later, we land. That, that, that exact week is like the best week in the S&P since like May 2020. So the obvious trend here is if ASAP Finance, if the hosts aren't here, like watching the market, then it just, it dies. They know? can't, they can't survive without us. Cause everyone just get, they get like so, so fearful if they, if they aren't <laughs> listening to ASAP Finance exactly. on a week to week basis, they're like, Oh crap. What, what do I think? What do I do? But guess what? We're back yep. and we're here to break down it. Cause this does not happen often at mm-hmm. all. Cause I think, I think we're like nearing like, from high spy, I think we're nearing 20%, which is technically a bear market. Yep. I would classify it as a bear market anyways, because we just haven't done much. And the NASDAQ is just so far beyond that. <laughs> yeah, it's just brutal right now. And you guys are probably wondering, what's wrong? Like, why is the market just pooping itself? But that's what we're here to talk about. Surely there's just like one specific reason, right? Nope. <laughs> it's not one specific reason. Um, actually, yeah, it is. I lost like a bunch of money in gambling and I just sold everything, oh. all my stocks. So like the whole market's down because okay. I'm like a whale. Okay. <laughs> no, but obviously there's a bunch of reasons and we're going to get into them. Rising interest rates we talked about like in previous episodes, inflation, everyone knows that you literally just drive by any gas station. You can tell a difference from last year. And then obviously Russia and Ukraine is still going on, which is crazy. It sort of just like was this big deal. And then everyone's like, it sort of fades out, but it's still like existing in like economy and like supply chains and whatnot and then china that's something that's new um they had like the covid lockdowns and whatnot but we'll get into it and then also with taiwan and then also job openings and supply chains are still messed up um mm-hmm. we're low we don't have enough people seems like every day there's just another thing that's uh got a shortage going on half the food that i normally buy i can't even get unless i don't like I have to order avocados off Amazon, and they come in like two weeks. Wait, you order you order them off Amazon? Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, where do you order them from? Just like Amazon's, just a random like wholesaler. Amazon sells all sorts of food. Oh, shoot, I did not know that. I guess I gotta look into that. 
Are they cheaper on there? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind then. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll stick with Harris Teeter. No, but let's let's dive into like raising rates. We talked about it previously, but let's just clarify like what what does it mean to raise rates? So they're basically raising the federal funds rate, and essentially it's just the rate at which banks borrow money. So the lower the rate, the less interest they have to pay. The higher the rate, the more interest they have to pay. And interest is not good for banks if because they can't take as many loans if they have a higher interest rate. So just you have, always have to think about that. If if the interest rate is rising then the demand for like loans and borrowing of banks is going to be super low, which means it's a whole, it's a whole system. Starts mm -hmm. it with the Fed and then it goes to banks, commercial banks, and then it goes to the, the public. And if the public can't get as many loans, then they're not going to be as well off either, which just ruins the whole thing. And they're raising the rates because they're trying to slow down the economy um, because of inflation. So back, to, if we like flash back to March 2020, this is like two years ago, it feels like yesterday to be honest. But they lower the rates to basically zero. It's 0.25. That's the lowest they can rate, um, lowest they can lower it. <laughs> and uh, it's basically been like that for two years. And then finally, after supposedly they think the economy's better now, I guess they're trying to fight inflation. They, they finally raised it in March 22, March 2022. And um, they jumped from 0.25 to 0.5. And this is when all the fear starts coming. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, uh-oh. Like, why are they raising rates? Like, the economy's gonna crash, and that's just like the the typical narrative around like raising rates. Like, oh, everyone's gonna lose their jobs. We're gonna go into recession and whatnot. And then again in May, inflation is still a problem, and they raise rates again up to one percent. So it's not good. In the in while we we're gone in the, the the Fed meeting, didn't they say in June and July they're gonna raise it by another half a percentage point? Yeah, and that's what I don't know. I guess that's what the markets like. Usually the market like prices things in like mm -hmm. ahead of time. So I guess they're doing that, but it seemed like it seems like we're just gonna keep going down from here on out. I mean, I have no idea what what's gonna happen. They could raise rates even more higher than they say they're gonna because inflation is just yeah, it's, just, it's literally just going up, which is another big problem that people are feel fearful about. Like, if you're investing your money and there's a, like inflation, you're like the you're thinking so much about like where to put your money. Like, oh, should I put it in stocks? But stocks are down twenty percent the last few months. So why would I put it in stocks? Should I put it in bonds? Well, the bond market is selling off right now. So where do you put your money? And everyone's just scrambling, and they're like, okay, what do I do? Do I keep it in cash? If I keep it in cash, I'm losing eight percent of it every every month. <laughs> so it's just like you don't people don't know what to do, and and they're not spending money either, right? Because they want to save it. <laughs> but also, it's a good thing though, like to think about. I just always people think like oh there's a bunch of job openings but I think that's honestly a strong thing right now because if you look if you're looking at like a recession and you're like oh a recession might happen usually in recessions the unemployment just skyrockets and no one can get a job no one can pay their bills and then everyone's like freaking out and they have like they have no loans they can't get any money um, but right now inflate um, not inflation unemployment has literally just been dropping ever since COVID like March 2020 we had that big spike mm -hmm. I went I think up to like 11, 12% at some point because everyone would just stay at home. Everyone shut down, of course, there's gonna be unemployment. And now it's literally just getting lower and lower, which I think is really good. Um, but there's still a lot of other fears that is obviously just because unemployment's low doesn't mean everything's perfect, you know? Yeah, and it seemed like like all this, like the inflation and, and the interest rates are, are still rising. And we were like, okay, we see the market's just tanking like for an entire week, just down every day. And then next thing you know, this was like a few days into our trip, I see this headline about, about Luna. And I'm going to do my best to summarize this like as quick as possible and like simple because this is, this is something we could easily do an entire episode on. 
and that I seen like every because everyone was talking about this. Luna, it's it's a crypto, right? And it's their, it's its own blockchain. It's a layer one, and um, they uh, so so there was like a before we left, like what was it? early early May early May Luna was a top six crypto by market cap. It was like thirty forty billion dollars, I think, and um, soon after that. They have the, uh, so Luna, the whole thing with Luna is they have a, a stable coin, right? And stable coins are just the, the coins that have the one-to-one dollar peg with, with the U.S. dollar. Um, and so their stable coin, UST, that was like their big project. They call it uh, Terra USD. And it was an algorithmic stable coin, which basically just means um, it, it like, it's a computer like manipulates the supply and the demand to keep it pegged one-to-one with the dollar. And so this was like a new thing um, that people that it was like trying and, and it grew so quick because everyone was betting on it. Right. And it's just it's top six. And UST is, is is even greater market cap than Luna, which obviously kind of a bad sign because they have to Luna itself has to back the stable coin. And if the stable coin is worth more than Luna, then like <laughs> how if everyone was to try and sell their Luna, then there's going to be a problem there. Which is what happened. <laughs> yeah. So so basically everything's dying. And, and then and then. Luna, Luna starts to depeg a little bit. It went down to like 70 cents this first day. And people were freaking out, right? Everyone was, it created a bank run. Everyone was going, trying to sell because a lot of people had staked their UST on Anchor and they were earning 20%, which is, which is ridiculous. Yeah, Look, it looking is. back on it, it's like, wow, how are they doing this? Like, how could, how was this sustainable? Like, too good to be true. Yeah, apparently. In the moment, uh, in the moment, I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> and so it just went down and it recovered one day. And then two days later, it went down to, this was in the spin of like two, three days. UST went from a dollar or like 90 cents, whatever had gone back to, to like 12 cents. Yeah. And Luna, dead. Went from like $120 at its peak and now it's like 0.002 cents. It was, it was horrible. And there's like, this was, a, this was a legitimate project. It was a top six by market cap and people lost everything. Like you're down 99.9% if you held it. Yeah. And it, it was a disaster. And it's also it's a good thing to keep in mind, like when you're investing in crypto, if literally it could be gone that fast. Like if you aren't looking at your accounts and you had a bunch of Luna, you can't sell it in time, and you aren't following the news, then you're you lose all your money. Mm-hmm. And who knows that could happen with Solana? It could happen with Ethereum. Who we really don't know, which is why it's so risky. But that was crazy. And it's just a whole other thing. Like with crypto, it's it's just every the whole market is going down just because of that. I mean, if you oh, look right. at like the Nasdaq and like compare it to Bitcoin right now, Bitcoin is just way lower than the nasdaq is on a percentage basis which is something to keep in mind i mean usually they f- they mirror each other which is like what's what's been the trend but right now crypto is just tanking so like mm-hmm. super hard which maybe that means a bull market will come from crypto when nasdaq isn't who knows yeah and like the past two weeks the crypto market lost like 300 billion dollars of value yes yeah. which pretty much essentially started right after this whole fiasco yeah and the funny thing was uh, so the the creator, the founder of Luna, his name's Do Kwon, and um, everyone wanted him to step down, and he proposed this thing. They split, right? And it was like Luna Classic, I think, and Luna two, or Terra 2.0, something like that. And so he was leading one of them, and they they relaunched, right? And everyone was like, like oh, like blah blah, blah. like the relaunching was supposed to be this big thing. First day it goes live down eighty <laughs> percent. Like it's 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 hopeless now. Well, so they launched a whole other protocol, or it was like a fork. Kind yeah, of? it was sort of a fork, but they had to relaunch like their own coin. Yeah, and it just tried to restart. It just, yeah, I don't know. They should have waited at least like a few months, like let people like chill out and let the the fear go away, and then maybe mm-hmm. try to launch it back up. But 
they really could not save themselves on yeah, that. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Like, the, their whole thing was centered around this algorithmic stablecoin working, and it just, like, everyone just watched it fail miserably. So, yeah. there's that's, only so much. That's you a can big, do. like, problem I personally have, like, with whatever the small coins, altcoins, and stuff. Like, it's people that created the project, and, like, if they make some mistake or if they make the wrong deal, they have complete control over the project. And if, if it if it fails, it's all their fault. Like it's you're basically putting you're investing your money in someone else's decisions. So, but unlike Bitcoin, obviously it's it's its own system. There's no one running it. There's no one that can change it unless if everyone makes a consensus to change it. But that it's rare that that happens. So it's like just make sure you guys are staying away from altcoins and like know know why crypto is so important. And like Bitcoin is like the the founding father mm -hmm. of crypto. So make sure you guys are are not throwing your money into random altcoins <laughs> that's, that's like that's one of the big critiques of solana is since obviously it's it's got a founder um and antoli yakanov sorry i totally butchered that i don't remember how you <laughs> pronounce it but uh a lot of times they'll have issues and they just pause the blockchain like you can't do anything just pause until they fix it and everyone just that's like one of the main reasons they get so much hate yeah it's because like that's that's kind of scary for something you're invested in just pause it can't do anything with any of your stuff invested in it it's kind of crazy, like, looking at, like, there's a bunch of other stuff. Not only did, like, crypto, like, crypto crash, but there's so much bad stuff going on right now. Like, Russia and Ukraine, I mentioned, like, people don't know when that solution is going to escalate, if, it, if it's going to just disappear and they've signed a treaty. If Russia, like, attacks a whole other country, like, we have no idea, like, what's going on. So, same thing with China. China, like, I'm pretty sure they have, like, they were, like, flying, like, 30 planes in Taiwan airspace right now. And it's like, why are you doing that? And it's just like more escalation and more fear. So it's like all these things that are like combining together to cause like so much fear and sell off in the market. And they're like, they can't trust their money in the stock market or in public markets right now because no one knows what's gonna happen. And like, that's something you gotta be aware of. Like, if you see like these things like building up and they might escalate, you gotta like try to think ahead of time and be like, okay, if all these things are coming together and all these bad things might affect the market, then you might wanna consider not buying or reducing your positions in some time and holding cash. But like we were saying, if you're holding cash, you're losing money to inflation mm -hmm. and gas prices are just insane right now. I mean, do you think they're ever, do you think they're going to keep climbing or? I don't know. I really hope not. <laughs> it's like every time I go to fill up my tank, it's like $85. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's like a whole shift. And over in Washington state, we were filling up for like $6 a gallon, which is just insane. Yeah, I can't crazy. imagine like working over there or like living over there and relying. And then I come back over here. It's like 430. I'm like, okay, 430 is a lot better than $6. Like it was like a, a good adjustment. Adjustment. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's way out of my, my area of expertise, but yeah. So, I mean, some podcasts that I do listen to, they're the, little hope it's we still got a lot of people think we still have a couple more months at least yeah. of just straight up inflation there's so many moving pieces right now it's like mm -hmm. you don't no one can predict anything right now which is i don't know that's kind of why why that's why the market's going down it's causing so much fear um but yeah and then obviously the reason like people like right now if you guys are like watching like specific stocks obviously spy or like vu they're safe there's it's a, it's a basket of stocks that is going to be safe over the long term, but there's a bunch of stocks that are just hitting really hard right now. And that's like in times of like fear and like recession fears, people are going to move their assets away from like growth stocks and they're they're going to move it towards like co companies they know are going to survive. Obviously, Apple, I don't think it's going anywhere in 10 years from now after all this is over with. Hopefully, <laughs> it might not be over with. Who knows what's going to happen? And then like Google and like people are moving their 
their stocks or moving their money into stocks that are like trustworthy and they know that's going to exist. So you might want to think about that when you're positioning. Yeah. And that's, what's even more crazy is like the, the typical like safe stocks, cause they're just so big. It's like thing. Right. And you look at like Netflix, not even even considered a part of thing anymore. Cause it's down 80% Facebook down like 60, 70%. And even like Apple, Google, Amazon yeah. down like 30 or 40. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Nvidia too. Did you say that? Yeah, well, yeah, Nvidia's people. A lot of people say like it replaced Netflix, and they're just. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> matter what stock you look at. It's, yeah, everything is just down, but except Unless, except oil. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> or yeah, I've seen Albi Merrill is a good uh, one. Yeah, too. a lot of like consumer staples and stuff like that. Yeah, because they're not going anywhere. But then also retail took a hit too. Like you would yeah, think, it's, crazy. it's just like the inflation. Like we were talking about, people are afraid to spend their money. Like Target, I think they reported like way below estimate like um revenue for the year or the quarter or something and they dropped like 30 percent, and then the whole market was tanking because of that because like if people aren't going to target to spend money on clothes and like furniture then people aren't going to be spending money anywhere which is like what this whole fear is about um so gap the same thing with gap which is really? another pretty big retails they just way way below what they were expecting yeah it's unfortunate we're we're in a tough time right now yeah <laughs> but you know what yep you just got to keep buying in the long run in the long run if you look at spy guys any if you guys ever need like confirmation just google a chart spy like last 20 years it's probably going to be 100 percent for sure pretty sure we covered that in our first episode the roth ira it has not been like not 100 percent in the past 20 years like in, in any 20 yeah, year time frame it's never been negative over a 20 year time frame yeah that's insane so and it's been around for 150 years yeah so if you're 20 years older in your 20s or 30s even you still have 40 more years to retirement. If you're just investing to retire, which most people should just do that, stick to a Roth IRA and just invest money in that. But like, what's that, what's that secret little tool that helps us when, even if we only have 30, 40 years left, it's compound interest. You're right. And obviously compound interest is not working for us right now, but over time it just keeps getting better because 10 years from now it might be only up 10% and then it might go down a, butt, a bit and then come back up 10%. and. So it just keeps compounding. Any gain in the, the short run is exponential in the long run. And especially discounts like this. This is when the compounding can really just, like, if opposed to, so say, you know, four months ago, and now for, since then the market's down 20%, you putting your money in now and continuing to put it in, in a tough time like this, it yeah. just helps you compound faster. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's, I just want to illustrate something for the viewers here, okay? If we, if we flash back to, like, 2008, what would you guess SPY is at? The, like top of 2008, not the bottom, obviously. The after. Top? Yeah. 170. Okay, that was pretty close, guys. I don't know if you cheated this time or not, but it was, it's the top, think about that. The top of 2008 of SPY was at 156, okay? And then they went through two years of just selling off the market, and you're like, oh, like if you were living in that time zone, you're like, oh, this is never gonna end. I'm never gonna get my money back. Guess what SPY is at now? Even after the drawdown, it's still at like 413. 400, I don't know exactly right now what it closed at. Um, but just think about that in the long run. These recessions, they're just, they're, they're bounces. They're gonna bounce out eventually in the long run. Don't be fearful. If you guys are investing long term, don't think, oh, I need to pull out all my money. Just honestly, just if you're young, keep buying and don't put all your money in, obviously. Mm -hmm. If you don't, don't invest anything that you're willing, not willing to lose. Yeah, it's just like in the same way of don't be too fearful. Don't be too like greedy, you know? Just because the market fell a bunch doesn't I mean you should put all your money in right now. And even like like certain specific stocks, like, oh, this stock's down 60%. That doesn't mean you need to buy more. 
I mean, the the real safe stuff is the S and P five hundred and whatever other index. This is just an overall thing, opposed to certain specific stocks that may not come back from this. Yeah, or mutual funds. Just yeah, groups really. of stocks is really Any the safest fund, thing you can fund. do. We talked about it in our Roth IRA episode. Mm-hmm. It was just such a such wonderful, a, such a good episode, <laughs> such a great first episode to ASAP. Finals. So just go watch that real quick. <laughs> it's probably already linked up, but but yeah, um, I guess. This was a solid episode. Do you have solid anything else to add? Solid first episode back. <laughs> yeah, no, got a little jitters coming in after not recording for two weeks, but mm-hmm. um, it's fun to be back. We got to get some more guests on. Mm-hmm. And we can line some up for sure. I really just want to talk to more people and just be like, "What do you do? How did you get where you were?" Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Make sure you guys drop any comments or suggestions that you guys want us to see. Um, our audience is super big right now, so if we can't, if we don't see your comment, just just let us know, and we'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll see you guys eventually. We might not respond to everyone. Where there's just a bunch of comments right now on our YouTube. So, um, But, yeah, thanks for watching. Thank you. See you next time. Peace.